Hello and welcome to the Hardball Gets podcast. This is another edition of the AFLW Takeover, completely packed for work and the weekend. This podcast is brought to you by the new Mazda BT50 SP, the complete package. Let's get into it. My name is Eliza Riley, and we've got the we've got the band back together for the first time in a while. Jen, Amy, we're all Hi. in the same room. How good is this? Good to see your faces. I know it's been a while. You look pretty tanned after Greece. A little bit tanned, yes. A little bit tanned, yeah. Not much. I don't get too tanned, but yeah. Look, we're very lucky here in Australia. Beaches are amazing, but I can't sit at the beach in Australia after nine a.m. and before five thirty p.m. Yeah, I just burn. So it was very nice just to go beach hopping for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. What else is in Greece? Can't food. Food? Mm, lots of food. Yeah. And also, um, I'd probably left a part of me behind because I got really seasick on one ferry leg that I'm still recovering from. And I think if I was offered a boat trip tomorrow, I'd be like, nope. That's not Australian. You can't, can't, be, can't be boat sick. Oh, oh, I, I get sick bad. on a rowing boat. I'm oh. terrible. Oh, you yeah. would have been horrendous. Yeah. Um, but I know you weren't sure whether I'd check in and listen in on the show. And I did. Uh-oh. So, Eliza, <laughs> and if you get stuffed, you can cop that right back. <laughs> Interesting. So, you're on notice. I did uh, listen okay. in. I, I thought you'd be too busy and chundering that you wouldn't get around to it, but obviously <laughs> not. Maybe that's what was soothing you in the middle of the Maybe that's Mediterranean. What made, made me sick. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We've had a big derby on last week. We'll get into that straight off the top. Let's kick off the two-minute warning. So, the the game everyone was waiting for, we said it was going to be one of the closest in recent memory, and it was. It only three points separated the Dockers and Eagles. My question is, does this set Frio back on the right path and give them a bit of confidence, or are they still a middle-of-the-pack side? I'm a bit up in the air still. I think a little bit still middle-of-the-pack in that it wasn't a hugely dominant no, victory. It was a just. Not. It was yeah. a just. So, there was some... Return to some dominance by some players like Bowers with their 18 tackles and Miller with a fantastic performance, especially through the second half. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't walk away from that going, here we go. It was, I think it's still a tough road coming. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, um, you know, that they struggled still and they made a lot of skill errors. Um, at times, I found it very unwatchable um, the whole game. That would probably be my take on it. But yeah. Um, I think they get confidence from the fact that they got a win, um, which can help help all the time. But I also think that there's a few holes still poking through that um, they probably need to work on going into next week. How many wins to make finals? What's needed? I think because it's an eight team, yeah, eight team ladder this year, top eight. So, so I think they probably need to win. They've got five left, probably four of their last five. Okay. The next three are Adelaide, Melbourne, and Collingwood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three tough games. Although are. if they win those, then they should be in. They should be in finals, and they'll be in good form. But, it, but is it going to happen? Probably. Don't know. What probably about West not? Coast though? West Coast. I really like the game of Sarah Lacay, and yeah. she's a rising star. Nom now uh, after that game, forty-two hitouts, the second most in AFLW history. I think she's one to definitely watch out for in the next few years, and West Coast could have the best young ruck in the comp on their hands. I think she just needs to cover a bit more ground 
to Pickle I think Brown. she's very mm. good in, in close in the stoppages. But I think Mim Strom um, probably beat her a bit more around the ground and had been a bit more of an influence in certain areas. Um, but she definitely monstered Mim Strom in the stoppages. Um, but Mim doesn't win a lot of hit outs. So um, I think Sarah Lecay definitely um, probably had her best game. But I think to be a really damaging Ruckman, someone like Brand Moody, who covers so much ground, um, that's somewhere where she needs to improve. Hawthorne and Richmond for them next. That's why I gave one, but one of my votes to Mimstrom. I was on the panel, and apparently I stuffed it up again based on some of the feedback I've got the past few days. But we'll, we'll part that. We might circle back round to that. But Geelong v St Kilda, that's also me. Um, so Geelong, they won this one by 50 points. And we've spoken early in the season about how they've been one of the defensively-minded teams, de- defence first. But once they get going, like, wow, they, they can be dangerous. And that's something I probably didn't expect from them this complete beat-up job, 50-point win, posted their highest ever AFLW score. I, I don't think from following it, they hadn't actually scored that many goals through the rest of the season, had they? And I think I heard them say that maybe on the coverage, 11 for this game, and they might have had eight games, eight goals across the four games previous. So that's an extra, that's a bit we needed to see from Geelong. It's a game they needed, I think. Like, um, they've been doing really good things, I think, this season, but they just haven't had any reward for effort. Like, as we talked about for the last few weeks, their defensive effort, but I think they needed that game where they put a score on the board. Um, big out, though, Press Barker suspended mm. for two weeks. So, a dangerous tackle. So, don't know where if that puts them back slightly, um, but I think really good game going forward. Do you reckon, I heard you guys talking about the Press Barker sisters as well. So, I see them as Venus and Serena. So, I wonder if that's that, that should be their nicknames, I reckon. So, so the she's younger one's going to be better. Uh-huh. That's yep. where I'm putting it. Yeah. Yep. They are challenging that suspension, though. So, we'll see what okay. the tribunal comes out with tonight. But she's probably their most important player for mine. So, at least if you can maybe reduce it to one week, those finals hopes are still alive. Because they are in the top eight at the moment, which we probably wouldn't have said at them at the start of the season. Take on the doggies next. And St Kilda have got Collingwood. Western Bulldogs, North Melbourne. Yeah, that's me. Um, Kangaroos came up by 15 points. Um, If you look at the stats, Bulldogs actually had a a lot of the ball. Um, They just couldn't get inside 50 with good looks. So they only had eight shots from 28 inside 50s. Um, But my question is, do Bulldogs have the best ruck combo in the AFLW? Um, They've got a big asset to build around with, um, is it Edwards and... I've forgotten her name already. Um, and Moody. It's a good start. Um, but, but allowing Moody to go forward. Um, she said to the coach earlier in the season that she wanted to play forward. And having that opportunity to go there, I think, just stretches them a bit. Um, and the more games they get on the belt, the better they will be. Um, kangaroos are just slightly under the radar at the moment. I think they're just going about their business and, and just getting those wins. Just and banking the four yeah, points. Just keep yeah. banking those four points and no one's really taking notice. So I think they're, um, they're going to be dangerous come finals time. They always like just sliding along, just doing their thing and just popping Hopping up come along. finals. Yeah, this, these two teams I like when they match up against each other. It's an enjoyable game usually. It's actually, it was quite easy to watch. Yeah. Like, um, you know, skill-wise, um, it was a much better game than, say, the derby that I watched on Thursday night. Um, it was much easier to watch a real hot cont- contest, but also you watch Ghana as well continue to continue to fly in the radar and dominate. Is she not the uh, smoking gun for the MVP at the end of the year? Well, I tipped it earlier this year and that didn't quite come off, but we're still within the same calendar year, so I stand by my prediction from January. I made David back in January, so I'm still stuffed. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Round two, ACL. Not, not for Brianna, but no. for your fortunes. Yeah, for my predictions. 
Collingwood and Essendon. All right, that's me. So traditional rivals, it's always a, a good thing to have come through and it was um, Collingwood uh, getting up by 11 over Essendon. I guess a couple of charges out of the game, Bannister and, um, now I always say this wrong, is it Chiocchi? Chiochi. Chiochi. With the Chiochi. H. Chiochi. Chiochi. As I wave my Italian fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they got involved in a bit of a scuffle. Um, both have been given the one match. Uh, Prosparcus, Maddie, Venus, was um, excellent. Once again, got given the 10 votes in a losing side. Mm. I don't know, talking points from this, great to see these two teams go against each other. I'll enjoy watching them throughout the future, I reckon. But again, Essendon is the new club. Geez, they set themselves up well in year one, I think. I know they've lost this game, but there's so much more about their side versus some of the other expansion sides that I really enjoy, whether it's the maturity. Steph Kane, I see her and I realise what Frio are missing by not having her. I don't know. Please come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get sad every time I see her playing at Essendon with the long sleeves too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't look right. But no, Essendon doesn't look right. had more of this game. I think they were plus 14 inside 50s. They won all of the disposals, uncontested and contested. They just didn't, they didn't get the score on the board. So Collingwood did well to just, I think, tackle and show pressure to stop Essendon, who seemed to have more of the ball. And I think they're going to be a bit of a force going forward, like more so than those other ones, as you said, Hawthorne, Sydney, that are taking a little bit longer to develop. I think Essendon are there. I think they just need that experience of playing together. Yeah. And I think they're definitely further forward um, than than the other expansion teams at the moment. Chloe Malloy was excellent. Sydney v Hawthorne, this is me. Um, this game was an absolute belter, if I'm completely honest, and I didn't really expect that walking into it. Um, so the Hawks won by four points, but it was the physicality, the genuine contested battle. There was actual like feeling in it for two brand new sides. They were all bashing each other up. It Desperate was, for that win, it weren't was, they? It was amazing to see. So this game probably gives me faith in the expansion sides, that they're here, they're competitive, they, they want to leave a mark on this com- competition, even though they were playing each other. I feel like the gap between your Adelaide's and Brisbane's probably going to be quite wide for a while, but they could make some ground pretty quickly on those lower end sites that already exist. Well, Sydney's start was great. They just couldn't continue on with it. And then I guess the flip side, Hawthorne managed to show adaptability and flexibility and the ability to then go, okay, we've copped it, we haven't been good and and work their way back into the game. So, and it, yeah, it was a thrilling and finish. We had a big melee after oh, the game. Didn't big, we? Big punch on. I That's like what it. I loved about it. I was like, yeah. There, was, there was like the, the, t- the, the what Beck Goddard getting like scrum hug uh, with the win, like it was a grand final for Hawthorne, and then there was the melee. And I did yeah. love what Beck Goddard had to say after the um, win because you know that that football club went through a lot last week. Oh yeah, true. A lot. And she said, basically, we're forging our own identity. This is us. We're a part of the club now. And I really loved the way she sort of treated um, those allegations of racism and responded to them post-match. And was it predictor for the grand final the next day? Probably. Swans lost, but they lost by a fair bit more in the men's. (laughs) (laughs) Who watches men's football anyway? Carlton, Melbourne. That's me. Um, uh, well, who do we say? Melbourne had a thrashing of Carlton in the end. Too good. Yeah, f- uh, you know, 50, 50 points. You know, they put 42, obviously 42 margin, but 50 points on the board. It was just a dominant performance across the board. Um, big way to bounce back from last week's loss to Brisbane. I think, um, you know, 46 inside 50s to 13. That's just massive. So um, to get 50 points from that is, is huge. Um my talking point is, do Melbourne have the best forward line in the AFLW? If I was their forward line coach, I would be 
licking my lips at how many people were in that team. Um, you know, you've got so many weapons. you obviously got Pierce, Hall, Harris, but then you throw in Zanka, you throw in Lauren Pierce, you throw in Duffy, you throw in Hanks, you throw in Bannon. Like, the list goes on. Like, yep. I would just be frothing every You'd single week. You'd be sitting week. on a chair in Grace Tanning. You wouldn't need <laughs> No, i just throw off, them out there and just go, off, go do your stuff, the magnets guys. on the board and then don't be done with it. Yeah. It's, it's instances like Harris's kick from outside 50 where she, she marked there, took two, three steps and kicks truly to an open goal square and it bounces through. We don't see enough of that where players just look up and just go for goal, I reckon, and she's got the ability to travel that distance. Some don't. They have to do that from 30 out. But to me, I look at that and go, that's that's right. That's why Harris is, is a star of this game. And she's a huge marker for them this season. Like we watched the last week against Brisbane. They they really like missed her last week mm-hmm. and missed her presence. And I think just having that presence on the field of being tall, being able to mark she's above mark. it, she's such a strong mark. Um, that defensively she's hard to, to look after. So I'd be wanting her in my team every week. Richmond v the Lions in the upset of the century, could it been called. Oh, yuck. So I watched this game and I re-watched the game because I just was like, I wanted to know what, what, what happened. What just happened? <laughs> Sunshine and it was gorgeous. Was, it was a beautiful day in you know like day of the grand final. People, yep. big crowd, people wandering around. Obviously walking to the MCG down at Punt Road, and you know Richmond got the f- four points, winning by four points. But it, you know, they were similar with their stats. You know, like um, Brisbane were on top with the clearances. Um, I just think Richmond's defensive unit were too strong. Um, the thing I think that Brisbane struggled with was um, Richmond's negative play. So they really um, brought the ball in close. They made the stoppages really small. Um, they put heaps of numbers back inside their defensive 50 and it made it really difficult for the likes of like Hodder and um, um, that to have any sort of room. Explosiveness, yeah, which, they exp- need. which they need. Which yeah. they need to run on. Um, but I also want to talk about the biggest brain fart in <laughs> the history I've ever she, seen. She Dakota lost that Davidson. game. I love Dakota, but she lost that game for Absolutely. the Brisbane Lions. What was she thinking? You I do don't not, know. You don't need to play on from there. You just don't. Or she, she could have gone back on set shot and kicked it on her other foot. That's how close she was. I, I, you know, it was a great spoil, yes. I'll give, it, I'll give the oh, Richmond course. player that. But great game awareness from that point. It should have never happened. No, it should agreed. have been a win to Brisbane and it should have been that. And That's a coach killer, hey. Massive moments. coach killer. That, that killed me. Don't come Monday. Fan killer. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Dakota will be feeling it, but just you don't need to do that. And then they had two other chances after that and couldn't convert those either. Like they, I feel like Brisbane lost this game. Richmond didn't quite win it, probably. Yeah, good call. Where am I? Oh, Gold Coast, Port Adelaide. <laughs> there Sun, we are. Sun versus Power. Yep. So uh, this is me. What seven four forty six defeats five two thirty two. Again, a, a matchup I don't mind. I enjoyed watching these two teams go at it. I enjoyed seeing Gold Coast to someone I've put a question mark over at the start of the season as to where they'd be against expansion sides. And I love that they toppled Port Adelaide and they did it by beating them at what Port Adelaide in a very short time has been kind of their signature, which was contested possession and, and tackling game, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I was really impressed with the Suns. Bohanna, someone we really enjoyed last season, kicking mm. three. <clears throat> and I think um, even the coach, Cam Joyce, he praised his mids and, and Robottom, who ended up getting the 10 coaches' votes as well for their performance. So only thing, I guess they had a 33-point lead at one stage. I probably should have gone on with it. But that just shows that Port Adelaide, again, why are they such a good team at coming back late? 
They can score quickly. Mm. I reckon that's the thing. You, they, Do it earlier, they need though. little. They don't need much opportunity to get on the scoreboard, and it's impressive what they're doing, sort of without Houghton as that focal point, who's still recovering from that ankle injury. But I sort of love the subplot to this game as well, a bit like your Sydney Hawthorne game. There was a there was a little bit of tension because the Suns got absolutely raided by Port um, in the expansion period. Lost Kate Sermon, Jackie Yorston, point. a few others in there as well, and to see the Suns go. Absolutely not. Get stuffed. Get stuffed, Port. We're still better than you, even though you pillaged our side. I thought that was yeah, yeah. nice subplot. I think Port have a lot of young players too, so they're very reactive early on with how they play. Like They st- they like to see what happens before they actually get into it, and just in AFLW you can't do that, especially Gold Coast like to run the footy really quickly, and I, I really like the style of play that Gold, Gold Coast have, and they can score if they get the opportunity, so it'll be interesting to see how they go later in the season. And finally, Crows GWS. Jen, I stitched you up with this one. Worst game of the round. <laughs> well, well, not if you're an Adelaide fan. No, but. if you're a Crows supporter. So record-breaking. They, they win by 96. Um, I think Frio on the flip side will be happy for a couple of reasons. They've lost the tag of the, the lot largest margin. And they've, had, they've now got a friend <laughs> sitting in the 0-1-1 score as well. So 15-7-97 to 0-1-1. It was all about the Crows. Oh, Cotters last week, you weren't happy with their finally, in, finally a conversion. big score. <laughs> finally. We finally got Hatch out actually scoring, you know, like she's so dominant, so dangerous, but she just couldn't get the score and finally she's put in the numbers. But I love seeing uh, Mackenzie Darrick with four goals. That, and I enjoyed that. And they were good too off both, she used both feet as well and she just, again, there's another player that off a step I think just knows where the goals are and has to back herself in with the distance she can get off her boot that if she's already aware there's no one there, just go for it. Out of Abby and Mackenzie, which one's Venus, which one's Serena? <laughs> well, Mackenzie's older, isn't she? So Mackenzie's, Mackenzie's older. older. Yeah, so she's Venus. But Abby's playing better than her. Well, she's Serena. So Serena. Yeah. Serena it's, was it always works, better. see? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had you there. <laughs> you tricked yourself. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, this game was just one you probably write off. The Giants were just so bad, it wasn't even funny. Like, just to get absolutely nothing. Um, but... You just I see the know. class difference, I think. Massive um, class like difference. Like ball gets and those sorts of things. Like Adelaide, one pick up in slippery conditions and just took off like Ebony Marinoff. She's, she's phenomenal um, below her knees. Her like, game on the week. 36. Amazing. How um, many tackles? Like, Double-figure tackles. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the point about the conditions, it wasn't ideal conditions and they showed what they were able to do. Hmm. I just think Adelaide is a side, even with losing a few, that have reminded us that they should be all right up there in, in the conversation. They were warming up, that's for sure. Um, any other any other closing business? Any other insults you want to throw out, Jenny, after missing the past fortnight? I, I just was telling you that I heard you and I heard you get stuffed comments. So, um, which which uh, which team are we or which game are we most looking forward to this week? For me, it's Richmond Gold Coast. I'm Ooh. interested to see uh, what happens in that game. I love the showdown. I think just yes. the first one of those. No, I'm a showdown vote. Oh. Massive. Jump Is on. it a sellout? Yeah, I think it's close too. Oh, how good? No, maybe not. They moved it from, wasn't it going to be the smaller venue? Then they moved it to Adelaide Oval. It is at Adelaide Oval, yeah, so. Yeah. Hopefully it gets a huge crowd and just, yeah, has that showdown energy. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully then. The Aaron Phillips storyline as well. Oh, the it? Aaron yeah, Phillips storyline. Oh. Friday night, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Bring Tips for it this week? On. Tips for this week. All right, it's Friday, Hawthorne v Eagles. I think the Eagles get there. Get another win on the board. 
total silence because I actually don't know who to tip. <laughs> I literally would flip a coin and whichever one came up, yeah. I would pick. Like, Eagles get their third, just. Uh, can we see Eagles actually going over the top and being above the placings in the ladder in Frio with the Well, they already are at this stage. They are, yeah, yeah. but staying there. Staying the there. the season. We've got a good draw, so we'll, we'll see. Frio versus Melbourne? No, Amy still hasn't. Oh, sorry. Come on. I can't tip. Uh, Hawthorne. Okay. All right. And then on Sunday, we've got Fremantle hosting the Melbourne Demons. I think Melbourne are going to be too good. So do I. But Say Melbourne by 35. Oh, really too good. Yeah. Three weeks at home for Frio. Maybe that's a benefit. But no, nah, Melbourne should be too good across the park. That forward line is going to be way too potent. 100%. All right, that is another hardball gets completed. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe maybe leave us a review if you like what you hear. Completely packed for work and the weekend, this podcast was brought to you by the new Mazda VT50 SP, the complete package. We'll see you next week. Jen won't be as jet lagged, but I'm still talking worse than her. So. Thanks.